Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, we are going to talk Daredevil, the third season, but not the whole season, only through episode eight. So if you have all your spoilers on episodes nine through 13, shh, don't ruin it for everybody else. Speaking of ruining things for everybody else, we're also going to talk about The Gifted. I told you once, son of a bitch, Marvel TV Weekly starts now. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz And now it makes sense. Yes. Welcome. The Marvel TV Weekly did indeed go down to Georgia. I am Christian Blatt. I love being able to pick devil songs. And, uh, you know, (laughs) both Z and I are on the Daredevil After Show. And we're not really in the position where we get to pick the songs. It's it's always the Daredevil theme, and I'm always like, well, I want to save them for Marvel TV Weekly. That's but right. Perfect. I actually was sitting there when we were doing it just a couple hours ago, and I was like, oh, Devil went down to Georgia. So I didn't. Even, I was just so excited. But anyway, <laughs> uh, as I said, I am Christian Blatt, and joined as always by Zia Land. Derson. Hey everybody, oh. Zia Landerson here. Yeah. Landerson. Way I'm back Landerson. on the other side of the desk, Hello. the one, the only Amy Cassandra, Hello. fan favorite Amy Cassandra. When you're not here, people are like, where's Amy? And then what? they leave the chat. Stop. And they stop no, watching. Definitely and they stop watching. Yeah. No. Guaranteed. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, but hey guys. Well, I by the way, walk, walk right out now. the door right now and you'll okay. see the chat. We'll just <laughs> go to sleep. Everybody just leaves. Anyway, yeah, but okay, speaking of the chat. Yes, speaking of the chat, I am there right now. So join us there. If you're not there right now, do it there right now. Right now. Right now. Uh, <laughs> we are, as I said in the teaser, other than yelling because I wanted to get that line from the song in, uh, mm-hmm. we are going to talk a lot about Daredevil. I do want to talk a little bit about The Gifted because we didn't talk about it last week and I don't. I don't think I don't remember you ladies talking about it. The show I wasn't here for. Mm, we did. We episode four, right? Yeah. Well, there are four yeah. episodes now, so there've been There's a couple total. since then, or at least one. Anyway, so we're going to kind of talk about it more in general terms. We'll talk about things that happen mm-hmm. in those episodes, but I kind of want to start there because both of you are new to this show, yeah, The yeah. Gifted, this season, yeah. Yeah. and mm-hmm. I would like you to trace your your enjoyment arc from episode mm-hmm. one of season two. On uh, Amy is getting a, uh, a a drink so that she can get ready to say a lot. <laughs> so, uh, Amy, I would like to let you go first. Well, uh, okay. The first episode of the second season, I was like, okay, what is this? Let's do this. And it was pretty good. I love that Amy Acker is in it. Mm-hmm. Um. But somehow along the way, I don't know if it was the second or the third, I was kind of like, what's going on? What's going on? I don't feel as interested. And then I was just kind of like, this last episode, episode four, I was like, what is going on? And I am choosing to look at the positives, which are Amy Acker and um, cool stuff that sometimes happens on the show regarding powers. 
Yes, so you're getting to see yes. some powers, yes. which that was a huge problem with season one. Yeah. And anyone who's familiar with this show, Marvel TV Weekly, you know that uh, we were very critical on this show uh, about just how much we just flat out disliked the gifted. And I wanted to like it because it's the <laughs> X-Men universe. I love those yeah, characters. Yes. And one of the things that made me most angry is how much I liked the character of Polaris. Mm. And she is a lot better in this season, believe it or not. Uh, and she ended really strong in season one. But uh, the way that uh, they had her early on in the, the series was so infuriating that, believe it or not, I'm actually happier with her now. Uh, Zia, so as you have gone through four episodes of The Gifted, what are your thoughts? So going into it, obviously I didn't watch the first season. Everybody told me not to. Still don't, by the Good. way. And yeah. I keep, saw... keep not watching the first season. <laughs> Good. And I saw the first, like, you know, previews of the first season. I was That's like, you, you know what? I'm going to yeah. stay away from You're this. You're good. Um, so going into it, the first episode, again, I was like, oh, okay, cool. I, I feel like I'm not going to hate this. I can watch this. You know, it might not be my biggest cup of tea, but it's, you know, it's not it's not terrible. This is cool. We're seeing some, some powers again. They're Yeah, I mean, look, it's that. a cup of tea that was made in the microwave, and Ew. somebody had made coffee yeah. in it before that. Ew. And, you know, it's not really honey. heated. Yeah, no, no. There's, there's no, no there's, lemon. There's, there is nothing in it. <laughs> There was no sugar. Uh, you know, it tastes kind of like the wooden stick that you stirred it with. Yeah. But it's still tea. But it's still tea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's, that's pretty much how I feel about it. And then, you know, episode two, I was like, oh, okay. Episode three and episode four really start to feel, to me, like I'm watching, like, a soap opera drama. Yeah. And that's where they really start to lose me. I'm like, ah, and that I was, so, and also the Morlocks. I was so excited to see the Morlocks. Absolutely, I was so excited. And they're just, they, they, first of all, I didn't see enough of them. Maybe we'll get to see more of them. I'm hoping. I'm suspecting we will. Second yeah. of all, they were just glammed up Morlocks, which I had a feeling they were going to do, but I was still disappointed mm-hmm. and hoping for a little bit more. Yeah, it was like a, it was like the Morlocks were also moonlighting as a touring company from Cats. <laughs> right. You know? Like they were just. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Exactly. Oh, you have that look on your face. I'm like, look, I know you like cats, as in the animals, but yes. that's really what I felt. Yeah. You know? Yep. Uh, in, in any case, uh, yeah, it's just week in, week out, it just continues to be disappointing just because the potential is so high for this show. Mm-hmm. And I am continuing to watch, you know, because we're on this show, but also just because I've seen flashes of. I was going to say brilliance, but let's be honest. I've seen good <laughs> flashes. I've seen moments where what I'm like, there have been encouraging signs. So I really want things. Look, Reed developing powers has made that character more interesting. Like, yeah, it, yeah. I still, still not my favorite character. But I'm like, okay, this is really interesting now. I want to see this dynamic. Yeah, Amy Acker mm-hmm. is going to be the only person on the show without powers. Well, along with uh, Agent Jace, who's st- who I didn't miss. You guys didn't even know him from last season, but he wasn't in the first couple episodes, and I, I don't, I don't welcome having him back. I just felt like his you know what his storyline doesn't make any. It's not compelling. Yeah, I don't no. care too much about his character. They didn't care that his wife left him. No, I, you know, I, yeah, I don't. Yeah. yeah, and he's gonna hang out with these purifiers, which is sort of an interesting storyline from season one. Let's see what they do with it, though. Mm-hmm. Um, Amy, I would like you to uh, peruse the chat. Yeah. If people are freaking out, like, how dare you besmirch the good name of the gifted? Well, okay, so Ghost8386 says, I like the first season of The Gifted. And Kristen Jackson says, I still haven't seen any. That's a winter break binge thing. 
Uh, I mean, okay, honestly, so... you, you know, go skiing. I mean, if it's winter break, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just something else. Uh, but cool, if that's you Watch the Chilling Adventures of Yeah, oh! I, I, Amy will tell you that you should just rewatch all, what, eight Harry Potter movies instead. Um, yeah. If you're going to, like, do and a binge. And then read the books. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, watch a movie, read the book. Okay, no, read the book, watch, watch the, movie, the movie, read the book, mm-hmm. watch the movie, wow. read the book, watch the movie. See? You have your whole yeah. So you can just go ahead and avoid that. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. tell us in the chat if uh, we're mm-hmm. being too... Why, tell us why we're being too hard. <laughs> Don't just tell us why we're stupid. Uh, <laughs> Kristen Jackson says... Says I'm stupid. Well, maybe not then. <laughs> oh. <LOL. laughs> so maybe, maybe not. not, yeah. Maybe not. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, I... there, There's, yeah, like I said, there's moments, there's things that are cool to see... Uh, I have a little bit of an attachment to some of the interactions. I still like Thunderbird because I think he's a good character. I think Blink is cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Marco, who on the official Gifted After Show they call Flashlight, um, you know, it, it's all right. But, you know, he and Polaris mm-hmm. and the baby, and I was just like... I'm done with them as characters right now. All I'm sorry. Yes, all of them. I'm just like, the you baby. Got, let's just, just have the baby Let's just back. take the baby <laughs> back, yeah. And we didn't really see the baby in this last episode yeah. either. I was like, come on, guys. That's they just what I wanted. Fix the baby. It's very expensive then, to have yeah, a baby on a television show. Is you, it? Only, you only can have, like, I don't know, like 10, two minutes or so. It's very little time you can film a baby on a Interesting. set. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. We so, should have multiple you know, babies then. That's why they. That's why you have the Olsen twins, for example, is because, yeah. So anyway, wow. But uh, so we will continue to uh, do our homework, and it <laughs> feels like homework. It does. Like having the week off from the gifted. I was just like, thank you, thank you, World Series for. Uh, but it was always returning after the World Series, which means it will be back on Tuesday, and that's why we got ourselves caught up to speed on it. There is one thing that I just want to mention. Yes, that I, please. There's one thing that I mentioned that I did really like. Um, then the mutants were wearing the collars. Yes. When they were uh, released was just like from the 90s X-Men cartoon. And that made me really happy. Absolutely. Oh, Anything nice. that goes back yeah. to the 90s X-Men yeah. cartoon always makes <laughs> us happy here on Marvel TV Weekly. Uh, we will transition to Daredevil in a moment. But first, this important message from Zeal Anderson. Yes. After Buzzers. <laughs> Our network produces after shows for nearly all of your favorite TV shows. From dramas, reality TV, sci-fi, and more, there is no network that works harder to serve serve television fans. (laughs) But we need your help. We're asking that you please subscribe to one or more, because we have a lot, of our YouTube channels. By subscribing to our channel, YouTube will suggest content that is tailor-made for you, and you'll help AfterBuzz continue to grow. And if you're worried about pesky notifications, don't be, because they're optional. You can turn them off. So hit that subscribe button now for this channel and check out our other AfterBuzz YouTube channels as well. Let us know you did so in the comments. We'll thank you on air. For now, thank you for being the best fans and for helping us be the ESPN of TV Talk. Thank you, Zia. And if you do subscribe to this channel, uh, you will also see, as we mentioned, the uh, Daredevil Mm -hmm. After Show that is uh, hosted by our friend Zach Wilson, Jesse Klein's on the panel, and Zia and myself also on the panel. And next week on that show, we will be joined by Jay Ali, who's the actor who plays uh, Agent Nadim. So, so he excited. will be on the I'm Daredevil so after show. Yeah. I, I yeah. don't feel good about saying, like, hey, do you want to hang out for an extra two hours and also be on Marvel TV Weekly? <laughs> uh, I think I we'll just let to. him be on the day. Yeah, I was like, I'd like, be like, hey, you know, I do this other show. You should come back. Hey, when you do it? Two hours from Two hours? Actually, at that point, like an hour. So, <laughs> uh, Anyway, so that'll yeah. be exciting. So uh, you can find that uh, Sundays at 8 Pacific 
and then Zia goes right into Doctor Who and then into this. So Zia is doing like a marathon of three straight <laughs> shows. Yes. Uh, in a, third one. In any case, uh, so, so loopy, I want to start with talking about Daredevil episodes one through eight. I know we talked a little bit about it last week, but uh, we were very hot under the collar last week, uh, Amy, about Luke Cage. And yeah. uh, still, I know. still very upsetting. But yeah. I do really want to dive into this with the 34 minutes remaining. And uh, as you can see in the thumbnail graphic for this episode, uh, the thing that I personally am so excited about, what I'm getting, just everything about it is great, is the return of Vincent D'Onofrio as the kingpin. There's so much else to talk about, but I really feel like that's where we need to start because everything in this show ties back to the kingpin, Wilson Fisk. Uh, And very rarely is the term kingpin thrown around on this show. He's always Wilson Fisk. But he Mm -hmm. is the kingpin. That's who he is. And for those watching on YouTube, you have the great side-by-side comparison there of just how exciting it is to see him in the white suit. Uh, Amy, let's start with Wilson Fisk this season and uh, just what it's like to have him looming, and I do mean looming, over everything. Yeah. It's absolutely fan-freaking-tastic. I love it so much. I think he was even one of my favorite characters last season and this season. And Before Yeah, and that. in the second season, he yeah. was barely yeah. in it. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, obviously, he was a huge part. He's the protagonist or the antagonist in season one. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think they really did a good job even making his character um, darker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Than, than before. I mean, this whole he's in a, he's in a much worse place than he was. Yeah. You know, at, at the beginning of season one, of course, but even at the end of season one, I mean, yeah. he's not in a great place there. But he's in a really bad place as this season starts. And yeah, even though he's living in a fancy hotel, it gets worse and worse. And but we're going to talk about, like I said in the intro, all the spoilers through episode eight. So if you're in the chat, mm-hmm. keep your episodes 9 through 13 spoilers to yourself. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you're checking out this show and maybe you're not that far along, you might want to avert your ears for the rest of the show because we are going to talk about uh, some of the spoilers as we go through. Uh, Zia, your thoughts on Wilson Fisk in this season of Daredevil? He is very, very sneaky in this season, which I love. I love that they do that. You, They they really start you off thinking that he's kind of in this hurt place, and he's obviously very worried about Vanessa, and they really, really had me tricked into thinking that he was actually shanked, and he might be burning yeah. bridges, when in reality, he's a thousand, as Foggy said, and you said on the mm-hmm. you know Daredevil after show, yes. that Foggy, he's five steps ahead of everyone, and he really is. And as he slowly comes out and is playing his hand, and you see the subtle manipulations that he plays on everyone around him, and you realize, oh my gosh, no, he is still the kingpin, and he is mm-hmm. minorly inconvenienced, makes him all the more terrifying. And they do a fantastic job of slowly letting that unfold. And uh, Vincent D'Onofrio is, you know, great in anything I've ever oh, seen him yes. in. But he's so amazing. It's like, it, it's like, yeah, I, he's great. Going all the way back to Full Metal Jacket, I've seen him always be great. But he is just so fantastic. I love that they've figured out all these ways, these extra ways to have him on screen when he, you know, really doesn't need to be talking to Matt as sort of, you know, the <laughs> the really well dressed devil on his shoulder, you know, giving him a commentary on his life. And the recreation of Agent Poindexter's childhood and, well, and earlier mm. life experiences, the fact that he's just standing there, as I said a moment ago, looming over everything, it's just so powerful. And as I said, I love the white suit, but when having him in the white suit, just looming over everything, I was afraid when Matt was talking to him, I'm like, 
that's really going to take away from when they finally do interact face to face. But through eight episodes, it still hasn't happened. And I'm just like, no, it's more Wilson Fisk. And yeah. I am definitely on board with that. Uh, so in any case, uh, I feel like it's just it's just interesting. You know, These are the sort of things that make me really nervous because you're like, oh, man, everything you try to do is going to go wrong because he's, like mm-hmm. Foggy said, yes. five moves ahead. So uh, it makes me a little anxious. So it helps that for the after show that I'll only watch four episodes at a time. <laughs> but now I can watch episodes nine through 12, maybe even tonight when I get home at 1130. No, because I have two small children. But I want to. <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah. T- yeah. <laughs> tomorrow tomorrow. In the afternoon, yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, but I want to obviously talk about Matt, where Matt is as the, as the season starts. And when the season starts, he's not Matt. He's just Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk a little bit about Matt's journey through these uh, first eight episodes, Zia. Ooh, okay. I loved, I, re- I and again, I love the way they did this. I'm finding it hard to find fault in any of these episodes, which is a good thing. They've just done such a great job in this season so far. Um, I like that I like that you have him questioning, not his faith, because he still very much believes in God, sure. but he's just questioning his relationship with God and what God, who God really is. He's not seeing him as necessarily this good figure in his life anymore. And I like that they start with that. I really, really like that... Um, he also just jumps right in. We don't see a lot of... There's a little bit of a pity party there, but it's just the right amount. And he start, he like right as you're like, okay, Matt, get it together. He gets it together mm-hmm. and goes out, even though and, he's still being very reckless. And he definitely goes out way before he should. Yes, he does. You know, when, Ooh, when he's still got the yes, ringing in the ear, yeah. like when he has to do this snapping thing to try and like, oh, wait, let me make my powers work. Yeah. You know, and like, oh. you know, and... There's also just that moment where, you know, he roughs up the guys in the, like, dry cleaning van, and he basically tells them to kill him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just it's just interesting that he's in that place. Amy, mm-hmm. what do you think as you sort of watch Matt and his story unfold throughout these first eight episodes of season three? Well, I just think, I mean, we all, again, we all knew it was going to be dark, but the way it started with him feeling like that and almost making it feel like there was going to be no more Matt was so intense and then that the moments where he starts you know really reaching out to people like Foggy and then eventually Karen you're like yeah but like you don't understand like you went through a lot of stuff but so did they and so like Mm -hmm. he's trying to protect them in a way but I feel like he's just he's got Oh, he's blinded. (laughs) He's just blinded by all of his I don't know, all of his experiences, all of like the past, you know, few everything that he's been through. And I think that that really changes everything that we've seen with Daredevil. It's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah, And, you know, it's just this this need to be Daredevil, but also the responsibility. You know, we often reference on this show Peter Parker's realization that with great power comes great responsibility. And it's like you're able to do all this stuff. Mm hmm. Think about all the good you can make. And at some point, he should come to realize, think of all the good you can do as Matt Murdock as well. Mm-hmm. But he is certainly not at that point, even through these eight episodes. You know, he's very begrudgingly uh, appearing as Matt Murdock when he thinks it might help the situation, which we'll get to in a moment. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> he thought wrong. Uh-huh. Uh, and I think it's interesting that he's 
dressed in the original outfit, the black outfit with the mm-hmm. the mask on, and I think you know he's. It's just such a it's such a rich story that we're getting all these details about Matt and like Zia referenced his faith and just what an important part of his life it is, and we also get Sister Maggie who is yet another person from his life who is just a huge ball breaker and just always just so like you know matter of fact I love but her. oh no mm-hmm. she is great mm-hmm. yes but it's like you think about the flashbacks to his dad and you especially think about stick who is basically like the mm-hmm. only like real father figure in his life i mean the actual the father in the show is well, he's the only person who's nice to him. I'll say that. I mean, yes. um, you know, until he meets Foggy and all that. But I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, as a child, that, that's the only. You know, Stick is certainly not a fatherly figure, but uh, you know, he's obviously gotten you know tremendous amount of knowledge from Stick in his life. What were we going to say? I forgot. Good. He was neither warm <laughs> nor calm. I yeah. think that that was kind of where I was going yeah. with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think that it, it's. I don't know. I I just I like the character of Daredevil so much, and I think Charlie Cox does such a great job. Mm-hmm. And you know, one of the things that we talked about on the Daredevil After Show in the first episode is that the fight sequences have always been good on this show, and they are just <laughs> so much better now. They're just so much more involved. You just figure he's got a little bit more experience of it. You know. The you, everybody's very critical on the fight sequences in the first season of Iron Fist, but they're like, oh, they're better in season two. These started out good, and now they're amazing. The sequence when he... Matt, why did you break into a prison? But anyway... <laughs> As Foggy. Yeah, yeah. Why did you, like... Yeah, why, As Foggy. Yeah, let's lift yeah. Foggy's wallet and break into a prison. Poor but then when he has to fight his way out, I mean, it was just... I don't know. I, I feel like that's right up your alley, Amy, that sequence. Oh. Yeah. Yes, yes, (laughs) yes, yes. Uh, People told me about it beforehand. They're like, I don't like these people who are telling you about things. They were just like, oh my gosh, episode four. I was like, okay, what? (laughs) What? (laughs) What? What's going to happen? And so then it started happening, and then I was like, wait a second. This is this is it. This is the moment. This is all right. And then when it's happening, you're just kind of like drooling all over. Yeah. Whatever. And... I real, I mean, like after that scene ends, you're like, "Holy crap, that's so freaking good!" Like that is the epitome of awesomeness that Netflix can deliver. Netflix, Marvel can deliver, and really, honestly, one of the best things I've seen ever in any kind of entertainment thing ever, ever. Like, yeah, yeah I mean, and, and kind of liked it. It's whatever. Th- that's basically <laughs> what I talked about from an acting and writing performance from season two Daredevil the scene in the graveyard with Frank Castle and uh, Daredevil it's just like that's like the best thing I've seen in years anywhere movies TV it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter you know and these fight sequences are so great and you know lends itself to the argument that yeah maybe Netflix is uh, tired of spending so much money on these shows because they look so good Uh, Zia what are your thoughts as you're watching the sequence of Matt literally punching his way out of the prison that he went to oh that was amazing it was up there for me with the first hallway scene where he throws a microwave and hits a guy in the head (laughs) through a door that was amazing this was right up there with that for me and what I love so much about this too is Charlie Cox. Oh my god, he's so fantastic. 
just the desperation that he added to that fight sequence, it wasn't just, and I think we talked about this also on Daredevil. Sure. It wasn't just a technical fight. It was um, so much of just what can I do in this situation. And he was injected with whatever that was and the heavy breathing. Oh, my god! Oh, my god! It just brought you into the fight sequence mm-hmm. that much more. Yeah. It was amazing. Well, and you end that whole sequence feeling just like him because you're like, I haven't blinked this whole <laughs> yes. time. Yeah. And you're and, exhausted. And you're like uh, holding your breath. You're yes. Like, okay. I, I watched the first four episodes on my flight back from New York. So I'm <gasps> sitting I'm sitting uh, you know, in the airplane and for those watching on YouTube it was indeed on a screen this size. No. I then rewatched the fight sequence on the big screen on the TV before we talked about it for Daredevil. But it, it was no less great. It was just small. And, <laughs> and I was just like, I, you know, no, I'm not going to stand up so you can go to the bathroom. <laughs> of course I did. But I was just like, how dare you? I am trying to watch my friend Matt get out of a really bad situation, okay? Uh, but yeah, it was just, it was such an intense way to just be like, you know, huddled over my screen of like, this is so great. Oh my God, I only downloaded five episodes. I didn't even get to the fifth one that night. But anyway, uh, so it was it was just so great and as the season has unfolded i had a criticism from that episode when we talked about it uh on the daredevil after show which was come on fisk has fisk is under house arrest and he's able to monitor all this mm-hmm. and interact with daredevil but then you later get like oh he's got a bunker like you know yeah. he's got a he's basically yeah. got like a like a bat cave you know <laughs> in, in where he's under house arrest which and explains it, why he Bought it. Yes. And now we know exactly. And it makes perfect sense. All they of it tie makes sense. In. And I was like, Good okay, job. I get it now. And yeah. that was, it wasn't like a huge criticism because I'm like, yeah. look, I still thought it was great. I was just like, really? He's going to be able to talk to him? Yeah. And it's, I, I love watching the suspicion that Wilson Fisk has. Like, somehow I think this blind guy might be Daredevil. No, that's crazy. There's no, and then when things happen, he's like, you fight very well for a blind man, you know yes. what I mean? And just and the, sort of the realization and, you know, really not getting it confirmed until Karen, Karen. <gasps> you know, Karen. like, what about his secret yes. life? And just that look on her face. He's like, he knew. Mm, thank you. So good. Am I confusing this with the comic or is he thinking that Matt isn't blind in the, in the show as well? I think he's questioning it. I don't okay. quite yeah. think that they've delved into it. They haven't. But, okay. Yeah, but obviously there we get the flashback to when Matt tells Karen, right? Mm-hmm. And she is trying to figure out like, so are you blind? You know, which right. is usually the question that you're going to ask. And it's like, no, I'm kind of like it's kind of better than having your sight, just the way that he experienced the senses. I like the way they did that, too, when he was with Agent Nadim. Yeah. And Nadim was like, and he was telling him all these things of, like, you know, he's here, he's there, he's coming, mm-hmm. he's, you know, he's going to reload in this many shots. And he's like, how how do you know yeah. all of this? But he doesn't question that he's blind. He's just, well, how? Right, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. As any normal person would. Of course, ask, yeah. You know. <laughs> We could all use a friend yeah. like Matt Murdock. Except, actually, oh no, because if you're his, uh, his friend, he's going to say, forget about me. I'm never going to come back for you, Foggy. Tell what? Karen to screw off, too. I don't have time to do it myself. <sighs> Matt. And, yeah, and I was just like, come on. Don't be such a jerk. Mm-hmm. You know, it's Foggy. <laughs> so lovable. I love Foggy so much. And he's lost so much weight. He's like he's like borderline handsome now. Oh, I'm just teasing you, Foggy. Oh, I'm, 
Oh, you didn't like that. Well, I right. love Foggy. I love him. Foggy no matter, Bear. No matter what. Okay. Well, that's a little much. That's what she calls it. I know. It. I don't mm-hmm. like it. You know I what? I'm going to think on that, Amy. I'm sorry. It's too much for me. It's I'm like, Foggy Bear. Really? Foggy Bear. Oh. I think they're cute together. <laughs> He's Foggy. I'm not saying they're not cute together. I'm just not a big fan of the pet name. Yeah. 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 Well, let's talk a little bit about Foggy because yeah. uh, I, I find his storyline to be fascinating uh, this season so far. And... You know, occasionally at times he might behave a little erratically and be a little bit impulsively. But then when you compare him to Karen, you're like, nope, he is very, he's very reserved and measured and reasons things out. And this whole idea of him running for district attorney is brilliant. And because he's like, yeah, I'm just trying to get the message out there. And I like sort of watching him the few times that we've seen him speak to rooms. Mm -hmm. You can see people like... Yeah, this guy's not going to win, but maybe I should vote for him because what he's saying mm-hmm. makes sense. And I like getting to see the deli and the family, you know. I mean, oh, delving into yeah. Foggy, I think is great. Uh, Zia, what have you thought of Foggy so far through these eight episodes? Eight thirteenths of the season. Eight thirteenths. It's a real fraction. Um, you're, yeah. I don't remember fractions, but I'm going to take your word for it. Um, it's just I, an eight with a little 13 underneath yeah, it. That's all. That makes sense. <laughs> totally. Um, I love Foggy. He's always been one of my favorite characters just because he's he's so good and loyal. Yes. Like the, there's just mm-hmm. his heart is ridiculous. And um and yeah, he's the how loyal he is to Matt is amazing to me. That he still is like I'm not going to give up on Matt cuz everyone else has left him. So I'm not going to also leave him even though he's being a very bad friend right now, which he even says. And and in addition to everything he stole my wallet. He stole yeah. his, like, yes! On top of all of that, yes. he stole my wallet. And then uh, probably got Foggy into a lot of trouble by going into the prison and yeah. fighting. Like, that was insane. Yeah, I'm Foggy Nelson. Like, there's other ways to do that. There is, exactly. Matthew. Matthew. Um, what have you thought? What have you thought of Foggy Bear so far this season, Amy? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, my little Foggy Bear. Little Foggy Bear. <laughs> Um, I really really love just how we've gotten to see him grow even more into his character, but more into how B.A. he could be, you know, like he is an underdog, but he knows his crap and like he knows how to appeal to people, you know, and he's trying to do the right thing. So I believe in good guys always, you know, being able to do the right thing and not getting killed. Um, hope. <clears throat> as far as we know. Not getting killed, please. Please. Oh, not Foggy, no. No. We don't want Foggy to. Wait, no, that, that like never entered my mind until I said. Until just now. And no, see, that's the thing is no, we don't know. No. Not it's Foggy. Gonna be, it's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a big uh, supporter of Foggy. And I really like also that we've we've seen him kind of be like his own person, even though he has his annoying girlfriend. Um, <laughs> but. But he loves her. Yeah. He I'm asked her to happy. marry him. But out of just like desperation, he was like, oh my gosh, I almost died. Hey, Look, do you want to get married? I, I actually all, really agree with her on that point. We've all done that. Yeah. We've all, you know, just woken up in the morning after some, uh, uh, just an amazing night before and been like, hey, let's get married. What? No. See, <laughs> and good for her, by the way, that she's yeah. like, she's like, Foggy, come on. Also, like, uh, wait for the ring. And you know? as yeah, I said like, on the Daredevil after yeah. show, at the moment that he said we should get married, I'm like, oh no, she's going to die. Because what? you don't do that on a show where it's like, wait, he's going to marry her? And then you're like, oh, well, probably just to sort of 
up the stakes and make oh, it so much worse oh when she gets gosh, killed. And again, yeah. remember, I'm only saying that as a theory. I have no idea if that happens after episode eight. I've only seen through episode eight. Nobody tell us. But in that episode <laughs> where it happened, I'm like, I thought she was going to die before the end of that episode, perhaps in the next scene. Because she was saying like, all right, I got to go to work. And I'm like, oh, no. It's like, what's oh, going to no. blow up when she goes to work? The cab? Is it going to be the building she works in? Hit by a car? All, or all of the above. Hit by a car with a bomb inside of it. And then she blows up. Right, there. exactly. Christ. Whoa. <laughs> Look. Whoa. Yeah, I mean, so. I don't like her, but whoa. No. I mean, I liked her a lot. I liked Marcy a lot less in past seasons. But, uh, you know, I, I think for whatever reason, they have a good dynamic. And yeah. she is the one who encouraged him to run for district True. attorney. I think I she truly like loves him. Yes. And yeah. is supportive. Yeah. And, she can be a little overdramatic at times where I'm sure. like, oh, all right, calm down, woman. But, yeah. <laughs> but like, it's, you know, there's, I feel like they do have a nice relationship. It's cute. Yeah. I want him to be happy. Yeah. So if that means being with Marcy, then fine. <laughs> you yes. hear that, Foggy Bear? She wants you <laughs> to be happy. Uh, yeah. So. It's going to be a thing. It has to be a thing. I mean, anyway. So uh, I think that, uh, you know, it's it's very interesting where Foggy's at, and I think his figuring out what Fisk is up to is a very important part of the puzzle. But just every time he opens his mouth, you're like, you're calling more attention to yourself, Foggy. Like, you have that family you care about. You have Marcy. And, you know, this guy, as we saw, as we'll reference in a character we'll talk about in a couple minutes anything that gets in the way from his goal it's like he doesn't care Wilson Fisk will have anyone and everyone uh, wiped out uh, we alluded to Karen who I think it's those scenes are great they're very well done but they're the hardest to watch because you're just like Karen what are you doing yes. shut up Karen Karen <laughs> so everything she does you're just like I think you should be doing something different than this. <laughs> it's like it's like a horror movie. No, don't go in there. Yeah. You know? And uh Zia and I, of course, we have a familiarity with Karen Page from the comic books. <laughs> yeah. As we've often referenced on the show in the Born Again storyline in the comic books, which was from Daredevil two twenty seven through two thirty three. Uh Karen Page is one, a drug addict. To a porn star, and then at some point you find out she has AIDS. So, yeah. oh, oh wow. yeah, it's yeah. rough. She's really skinny yeah. and rough Yeah, that's just a triple threat. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And so when she goes into whatever that crack house was, I'm like, no! I have the same do thought. Do not do this to Karen! The same thought. She's better than that. And She's really spiraling in this season, yeah, though. I know. I, so I, maybe. I, was, I know. There's still, look, there is, I don't there's know. still time for her to go back to that crack house and be like, no, no, these are for me. These this are time. for me. Oh. Yeah. Because honestly, you know, if you want to get high, like, you know, that house is obviously perfect. You know, why would you, if you're Karen, why would you just, like, not, like, wait until you go home to get yeah, high? No. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. Everything Karen does, you feel for her. She's very conflicted. She's incredibly loyal to Matt, you know, and she still believes she's carrying, well, she's carrying the torch, not in like a romantic way, just the cause. She mm-hmm. believes in Daredevil. She believes in what Matt does. She knows he's a good person, as infuriating as he is. And I like how some of that comes through. Like, you still owe me for the rent. 
You yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. I, yeah. You know, and yeah. just like, yeah, all right, great, you're back. So, uh, you know, you Pay think you think I can afford this on a newspaper salary? But she also loses her job for him. Yeah, right, exactly. Oh, so oh. it's that, yeah. I mean, which is interesting because in a super-powered world, uh, there are many people who have information like that. And it's like, yeah, you just don't write about it. You can't write a story about who Daredevil is Mm -hmm. because then you don't have access to it. You're going to, you know, ruin his life in so many ways. And uh, I think that that reaction from Ellison, her boss, was was surprising, but also was coming from a very emotional place. He had just lost... How many members of his staff? A, a large percentage of his close staff. Close to. Yeah. Well, uh, and Zia, you made an observation about that when we talked about the way oh. that the shooting went, when we talked about it on the Daredevil after oh, show. Oh, my God. Just sort of talk about that one moment that kind of best represents what happened. The one that was the hardest for me, that literally almost brought me to tears, it was so painful, was when you see all of the cell phones of the deceased uh, people, yeah. deceased workers, in the in the evidence bags, all ringing and getting text messages from loved ones asking if they're safe and asking if they're okay, and they're not answering because they're not safe and they're not okay. That and they was, will never answer those messages. Oh, it, it, it was so powerful, so brutal, and it was it was so well yeah. done from the perspective we're getting Karen looking at that, yeah, and she's like, look at what's happening right there. Mm-hmm. I'm still here. I shouldn't be here. Uh, before we move on from this aspect of it, Amy, just sort of your overall thoughts on Karen this season through the first eight episodes. I think that having them all slightly, by all I mean, like, you know, Matt and Foggy and Karen, they're kind of just doing their own thing, and they think that they're doing the best thing that they can do themselves. I think that that really just obviously is causing a lot of turmoil. Um, And for Karen, she's not making these wise decisions that I feel like everyone other people would have put her in check. You know, Foggy tries to, but sometimes it's kind of too late when she's already there. And he's like, you know, this is my worst case scenario. Bam, you're here. Right. I think she's just trying to do what's best for what she thinks. But unfortunately, she's not in that kind of position where she can make rational decisions. And she's putting a lot of people in danger. Uh, especially herself yeah. when she waltzes in what to Wilson Fisk's penthouse and is like, I'm going to make him angry. And not only am I going to make him angry, I'm going to confess that I murdered someone that he cared about in front of cameras and microphones. And she's like, I'm going to whisper, but I killed him. I shot him seven times. (laughs) Okay, great. Hey, did you get that, FBI? Okay, so uh, you think anybody's going to check that tape at some point in the course of this series, Mm -hmm. this season? See, what's crazy is as much as I was like, stop it, Karen, what are you doing? You're so stupid. I was like, I love this so much. I understand yeah. her plan to make him lose it, and yes, he was about mm-hmm. to, but I His do face. also agree that Foggy saved her life, because, yes. and yes, yeah. sure, if he kills Karen, he's definitely going to go back to jail, but at the same time, Karen, you're going to be dead, Yes. so what good does that do you? And also think about what you're leaving Foggy and Matt to deal with, yeah. how heartbroken they're going to be for losing you after everything else that they've lost. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Yeah, so (laughs) uh, obviously there'll be so much more to talk about Karen in the weeks ahead, I'm sure, and obviously uh, Matt and Foggy Bear. Uh, But were you about to say something, Amy? Yeah, well, I just, I wanted to say that as much as, um, well, Christian Jackson feels the same way in the chat, as much as, like, I loved, um, you know, the intensity of 
uh, pay Karen and Wilson being together. I just want like I want more of that. I want more yeah. scenes of them together because they were so like, and his face and her face and. Ev- uh, well, yeah. and it yeah. it's a reminder of something that I referenced earlier when we were talking is that we still haven't gotten Matt and Wilson Fisk together yeah. in a room. True. And this is a great reminder of like, look what it can be like to be in a room with this guy. No. So I think it'll be uh, fascinating to see how it plays out. Uh, but I do want to take a couple minutes to talk about some of the new characters that we got to meet. And uh, Agent Poindexter, cool. who... Uh, not, you know, at this point we're saying all the theories and spoilers, but very obviously this guy is a character bullseye Mm -hmm. and there are some great touches from as soon as he's introduced when he basically saves the ambush, saves the motorcade, saves Wilson Fisk, saves Agent Nadim from the Albanian, you know, task force, the hit squad, whatever (laughs) you want to call it. And just the way that he's able to, you know, take people out with the ricochets and the bullets and you're like, Oh, there he is! And then with the flashback, he's got the the little bullseye on his his baseball hat. It's just like, oh, this is so great. Mm-hmm. But it's also just this, you know, tortured person who has just really awful tendencies. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he he kills his coach because he took him out. By the way, you could have let him try to finish the game. And if he had it to do over again, yeah, he probably would. Uh, in any case, uh, but then as I as I told Zia earlier, man, when he when he's listening, when Matt's listening to the tape, and he says mm. there was a box full of kittens, mm. and I killed them with rocks just because mm. I wanted to. I was like, nope, I am not Team Dex anymore. No. I felt for him up until that point. Yeah, you know, I I understood that you get so angry that you know you hurt somebody. I didn't forgive him for it, but I was just like, nope. Killing kittens this is not cool. Dex. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, thank exactly. you. Yes. So, in any case, okay. uh, I think that it's is it's a, it's an amazing character. It, it is it's sort of a great path that he's taking to being Bullseye, and uh, I you know and the the interaction with Julie is just super painful to sit through. Even uh, when he's like, no, I wasn't into you. I was just like into you being a good person. And she's like, yeah, that still doesn't make it less creepy. You were still stalking me, dude. Yeah. And uh, well, this is what I was referencing earlier, just the very offhanded matter-of-fact way that you see on a screen that she gets killed. And like, it's, yeah. it's very, you know, there's nothing from Fisk. Obviously, he doesn't care that this girl got killed. You know, this is like a means to an end. And that's what is important to him. And, you know, setting Dex up to be the fake Daredevil. What I also like, too, that I wanted to bring up that we didn't talk about on um, the Daredevil after show was that moment when he brings Dex in. And obviously we talked about Dex being like, I, this whole time you've had all this. They He had the painters with the plastic there and ready yeah. if Dex went the other way. He could have just as easily been taken out. Yeah. Right. Same people that killed Julie. That's a great point. Yeah. He was ready to, like, oh, Dex, that didn't work out. All right. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, it, and it's it's an interesting character. You you can feel for him. I can, even though I'm angry about the kittens, I can still feel that, you know, he his uh, he's a product of his upbringing and lack thereof, in all honesty, <laughs> which makes him so similar to Matt. But just him going into the the New York Bulletin and just taking all those people out, it's Gosh. just like, it's like, oh, dude. Yeah. You know? Uh, so, I, I don't know. I think that I was glad that 
Agent Nadim was sort of uh, on the trail uh, pretty quickly as these episodes moved along. But I wanted to give uh, you a moment to talk about Dex, Amy. Yeah, it um, <laughs> even just yeah, like his little origin story part of the the yeah. um, season was very intense because obviously, like not knowing his whole backstory, I was like, "What's the deal with this guy?" I know he has issues, duh, but it's like, what exactly made him go? bad or even yeah. worse than bad you know um so yeah i like that we got a backstory um i think that the whole attack on the new york bulletin was super intense and i i was just kind of like in shock the whole time that was happening um so yeah i'm pretty yeah i'm, I'm terrified of him <laughs> he's very scary scary. as you should be <laughs> yeah. yeah because he's, you know and just like as these episodes go along it's just little things like you know he has to adjust the cups and then the picture like slides on the wall and he has to op- reopen the door and fix it mm-hmm. and just you get to see just how intense and how he needs that north star and Julie was like the only good person in his life, even though she wasn't in his life. And as soon as she was in his life, well, Wilson Fisk took care of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, the one final thing I want to talk about is indeed Agent Nadim. And if you didn't hear me say earlier, ah. uh, Jay Ali, the actor who plays Agent Nadim, will be our guest on the Daredevil After Show next Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> at 8 Pacific. And if you can't watch live, you can check the archive version just like you can for this show. Uh, I think it it was good. Like, the way he was introduced, I was thinking, I'm like, wait, this guy's going to be Bullseye? Because I knew Bullseye was in this season. And I was like, really, this guy? And then I'm like, okay, no, it's not him. And that's interesting. And I just, I I found him to be sort of a very compelling character as his story has sort of, you know, he's on the rise and it, like, helps his career that he's able to bring the kingpin. But even he realizes, like, okay, yeah, this guy's definitely playing us and he just needs to figure out what to do about it. You know, you can't act right away. You, Karen, you don't just storm in there. <laughs> you got to think about what to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad to see at least through eight episodes him working closely with Matt. Uh, how do you feel about that, Zia? That was, and I know I mentioned this also in the Daredevil after show, sure. that was one of my favorite parts. I loved that they're finally working together because you could see that Agent Nadim was, he. You could, he's a very good man. And he is always constantly trying to do the right thing, even though he definitely stumbles as he's going along, because it's hard to know what the right thing is in different situations. So it's actually, to me, very similar to Matt. And I like seeing them in that way. And I like seeing them work together. And I also just like to see, you know, I don't know. I like teams. <laughs> hey, I, that's, why I love, teams. that's why I love Power Man and Iron Fist. Yeah. I love me some teams. <laughs> Uh, and uh, so, uh, Amy, if you take a quick moment and uh, give mm-hmm. your thoughts on Agent Nadim mm-hmm. and how we've seen him throughout the course of these episodes. Yeah, I think that they did a really good job introducing this character. I think they've really, and especially showing him with his family. It's yeah. just like, oh, I always, I'm a And the problems with the family, you know, just because yeah. he's not around. Yeah. You know, all the things you'd expect, sure. Exactly. I think it's handled uh, much better than... In the gift of the um, <laughs> yes. So I appreciate that. And I think that, yeah, I think he's super diverse. I'm still trying to, like, really understand, like, where his character is going to go. And, and I can't wait to see it. Slightly worried. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, and then uh, we are indeed out of time. But before we go, we also have an important message from Amy Cassandra Martinez that she wanted to share with the audience here Here on Marvel TV Weekly. You're going to let me do that? Okay. All right. Of course I'm going to let you do it. I told you I would. Yeah. Well, so I'm not... Okay. How do I say this? 
This is my last um, show with as a as a regular weekly contributor. Yes, because when when schedule permits, when you can visit, we'll certainly have you by. It's like a special little little thing. I'm just gonna be randomly texting you all the time now, Amy, about TV shows and be like, so hey, what did you think of this? Oh my gosh, (laughs) yeah, and it's been so much fun to talk about all things Marvel TV and just Marvel in general. yeah, it's been really great. I think we've we've been through Agents of Shield together. Yeah, you know, all 110 all, episodes. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know Legion, the gift yeah. that we're going through right now. And of course, <laughs> all the Marvel TV shows. So there's so much goodness coming from Marvel. But of course, TV. people who want to see you speaking more about Marvel, where do they find that? Yeah, you guys can watch Marvel Movie News on Popcorn Talk. It's at 2 p.m. as of right now on Uh-oh. Tuesday, Pacific as Standard Time. As of right now, as of right now, it could change a little bit. There's a lot of changes going on with that show so just uh just stay tuned to that yeah. but since we're in the promotion business you can also yeah. follow amy where do you yeah. find you you guys can follow me on all social media at amy cassandra mtz um i do other shows here on after buzz more shows on popcorn talk and then clever and geek bomb and my youtube channel so just like follow me that's a lot and zia <laughs> where do people find you uh you can find me on twitter and instagram at zia underscore land it's XIA underscore land, and also on a lot of shows here too. Definitely a lot of Sunday Marvel nights. Stuff. Sunday nights is your night. Sunday here, nights right? are my yeah. nights. Yeah, yeah. and I Daredevil after show, Doctor Who, and then us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then also the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina is coming. Oh, I didn't realize you were doing oh my that God, show. You're doing that? Yeah, we don't know when yet, and I'm announcing this before I have a time. But, um, but I'm really, so really, just really stay excited tuned. about yeah. it. So just stay tuned. I'm so excited. Uh, and of course, uh, both of these ladies are past guests of the Blackcast, my own personal <laughs> podcast. Which earlier today we had our 300th episode. And if you want to catch a link to that from a studio that looks suspiciously like this one, <laughs> uh, you can find it on my Twitter at Christian DMZ. I'm also on Instagram. And I have a bunch of shows here. But I'll be back here next Sunday for the Daredevil After Show at 8 o'clock and Marvel TV Weekly at 10. And of course, in the booth, our friend, our colleague, our ally, our confidant. Did I ever tell you you're my hero? Anthony at Tony B, Tony <laughs> underscore in the booth. You can follow him, and please do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, Tony, you haven't said anything the whole show. I've had nothing to say. Because you didn't watch Daredevil. Yeah. Did you like the new Halloween movie? Uh, no, it was all right. Yeah, it was just, <laughs> exactly. It was just all right. Yeah. What? The oh, new Halloween movie. You think that, Amy. too? Yeah, because it's just all right. It's, just all it's right. not bad. You know it's what? not bad. No, I'm leaving now. What in the well, you're world? You're leaving anyway, so. I know, uh, yeah. but I was going to leave like a few minutes earlier just to make a statement. Just to, just to storm <laughs> out. Just like, to what see, So that everyone in the chat would leave. <laughs> well, I haven't seen uh, it. So all right, well, we'll talk, it, we'll so, talk okay, about all okay. that and more. Uh, we won't really talk that much about Halloween. <laughs> but it came up on Blackcast 300, so whatever. Worked back my, to my plug. Uh, but we'll be back here on Sunday. So thanks so much to uh, everyone. Thanks to Amy for all of your service and being such a huge part of the show but also for thank you for being a friend and thanks for being here tonight and thanks to Zia and thanks to everybody in the chat we will see you (laughs) next Sunday until then Excelsior our founder Kevin Undergaro Phil Svitek and me Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 